Hello, my friend. How's it going today? It's your host and coach, Joseph Sufati, and you're listening to the Mindfully Resilient Podcast. I hope this episode finds you well, finds you in good health, wherever you are in the world or whenever you're listening to the show, whether it be first thing in the morning, getting ready to own the day, or whether it be the last thing at night before bed, getting ready to own tomorrow getting that dose of inspiration, transformation, resilience, positivity, preparing yourself to be the impact maker, the impact creator your community needs you to be. The world needs you to be. You achieved greatness today, and you will be achieving greatness tomorrow. Always strive to be 1% better every day, to be better today than you were tomorrow, to be better tomorrow than you were today. You are creating amazing things. You are doing amazing things. So keep it up. Keep your head up high. And make that change. Be the catalyst for transformation. And I know you're smiling right now because you know you have the potential to do all of that to grow exponentially and help others grow, be the best versions of themselves. I believe in you. So believe in yourself. You know, I know I've said it before, you know, and possibly I haven't, but if I have, I'll say it again. I always meet some of the most amazing folks at fitness conferences and summits. They come from various walks of life, and pretty much every one of them I connect with brings this positive energy into my own life. You want to surround yourself with people who will only contribute to your energy in a positive way and growth. People who don't see the stupidity in your ideas, but only see the possibilities of your dreams. They have similar visions as you to create impact in the world, to be better tomorrow than today. These are people who deserve to be in your circle of influence. While this is your circle of influence, they deserve to be in your inner circle, to be close to you. When you meet someone who exemplifies these traits, nurture the relationship. If there's an opportunity for it, ask if they'd be your mentor in whatever field you want to grow. But with that, you got to do the legwork. A mentor is not there to do the work for you or tell you what to do, but to guide you. They'll share their experiences and lessons, but it's up to you to apply those lessons. It's up to you to generate the necessary questions for them to help you Go up to the next level. You know, off the top of my head, I'd say maybe about 95% of the inspirational guests who have joined me on the Mindfully Resilient podcast are friends and colleagues who I met at these fitness events and summits. Heather Chapman is one of the 95%. Heather is a personal success coach with a focus in wellness and business. She has over a decade of experience coaching individuals to be their best 
and live their best lives through mind, body, soul, and business education. She has over 15 years of experience studying human potential and performance through multiple courses, degrees, programs, self-study, and a lot more. She teaches on mindset, movement, and nutrition to become a high performer and on business so you can own your own lifestyle. Heather is also the co-author of two Amazon best-selling books, Dear Love, I Am Ready For You and Fitness to Freedom. She is also the creative director of Own It Empire and is an inspiring educational speaker. She believes that we're all meant for greatness and to live a fulfilled and happy life. And her mission is to ensure we all do. Heather coaches and empowers people to own their wealth and wellness to live a life they designed and love so they, did, so they die happy and fulfilled. She believes it is essential that you treat the body as a whole, mind, body, and soul. In our conversation today, Heather shares her journey from dying three times at birth, yes, three times, to becoming a successful coach and entrepreneur, helping others thrive to be the best versions of themselves and to help them live every day without excuses. And my friend, I don't have an excuse to wait any longer. So let's go for it and listen into my conversation with Heather Chapman. Hey friends, how's it going? I am here with performance coach and owner and creative director of Own It Empire, Heather Chapman. Heather, how's it going today? It is going fantastic, Joseph. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so grateful to be here. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you for joining. And uh, I, you know what? I want to I ask you this quick question. Do you remember how we met? World Fitness Expo. So I can't exactly remember how, but I think I'd met you and you were like, you need to meet my wife. And then I met your wife and we ended up chatting and then we ran into each other again at the next year at the World Fitness Expo. And we were talking about building businesses online and stuff. Yeah. I yeah, love no, the World Fitness Expo. Yes, yeah, so we were volunteering. We were, that's it. We were volunteering and... Um, yeah. And then, yeah, we talked and we wanted to talk to you about the Healthy, Wealthy and Wise coaching program. I think we were just new. We were just new into that program as well. And, you know, you want you express interest in being a coach uh, as well. Or you had this mindset that kind of went in line with ours at the same time. So we wanted to take the opportunity. So how can Heather, you know, work? How can Heather and us, you know, how can we work together? You know, and so I think that's uh, that's how it all started. And I think we stayed we stayed connected until then. And yeah, every we did year, an interview. Yes, one of your coaches or something too. Just yeah, we did off. that. Yeah, I think it was with Derek with Derek Sweet. Um, and uh, yeah, and we also you and I had a regular call as well, just talking about the 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 structure. I mean, it was interesting. It's it's um, it was it was fun. It was it was definitely. Uh, uh, fun. And I think, you know, we've also bumped in, uh, even the following years at the conference as well, we bumped into each other again. And obviously last year was not the case because, no, oh, it was virtual. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that was, um, but that's fun, you know, and I'm, I'm glad because, you know, I've been, you know, we've been connected since then. I think it was a 2017, I think it was 2017, 2018. And, you know, and you we've been connected since then. And you know, we follow you on Facebook and, and Instagram. And, and, and you know, I see what you, the messages you have. And your story is, is pretty cool because this is where I, I draw a parallel between both of us, right? It's like, um, 
you have this fitness background, but then this coaching aspect, but now you're more into coaching, but you're kind of both. And you, and from what I gather, you also incorporate some mindfulness, some coaching into your fitness line of work, right? All goes together, full holistic. That's it. I mean, and so with that said, you know, what you do, you know, we say what, you know, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about uh, the fitness and coaching, but more importantly, who is Heather beyond the business card, beyond the title? Because we have these titles, we have, we have what we do, but who are we really? Who would want the world, who, who do we want the world to see? So um, I was thinking of this question last night because you had provided them. And firstly, I, I'm a really happy, positive, energetic, like Energizer Bunny. That's who Heather is. And I'm a child <laughs> at heart. You will find me tobogganing. You will find me singing and dancing on my runs. You will, you will find me um, just being, being as joyful as possible because I feel like... Uh, life can be pretty painful. So you want to bring as much joy to people as possible. Um, and for me, really, I've worked on tons of certifications, um, doing all the things that I've done, taking all the education that I've learned, but really when it comes down to it, like who am I and what's my purpose and why, and why do I do all this? Um, because I'm someone who cares more for the world than I would care to share. Because I'm somebody who um, sees a hungry and suffering child and cries because I feel for them. And I feel that every person deserves to be treated equally and given their best chance. And even today, things without medical involvement, we could save 2 million people a year just by clean drinking water. There are trillionaires on this planet and there are people dying every day without access to clean drinking water. And that's why I got up every day because I believe our nation can become more conscious and uh, to build loving entrepreneurs, to put the money in the right hands so that the people who are in need are given a chance. And I see everyone as perfect, whole, and complete. Everyone is equal. There's no difference between one and the other. And I really feel like there's a time for a change on our planet for unity consciousness. And I'm not here to play a game. I'm here to help people wake up. So if you know me, I'm blunt, I'm forward. I love you, but I'll give it to you. <laughs> and it's just because I want the best for all <laughs> and for the highest of all. But that's that's who I am and that's what I'm up to. And that's why I show up every day. Well, that's, you know, that's fantastic. Seriously, right now, I, I don't know, uh, for you listeners right now, I don't know, you see, like, if you... If you saw uh, Heather right now, like the, the the passion in her eyes, it's just like you could feel it through the internet right now. It's like it's amazing <laughs> through the Zoom call, and um, I I felt I felt I felt that energy, you know, like that care, that that compassion already in your voice as you're explaining it. And I, I as a coach, that's ultimately what we strive for to to help people to make people. A, you know, just have the opportunity to be the best versions of themselves, to give the opportunity to discover mm-hmm. because not a lot of people have the opportunity to discover, give them the opportunity to discover, because I believe I'm not there to tell you do this. You can't do this. I'm like, Oh, I can see it. Oh, great. You did an extra push up, but it only makes an impact. If that person has discovered that they have the ability to add that extra push up, that extra rep, whatever it is, um, or add that 1% effort. 
The one degree difference. That's it. <laughs> one degree. You call it one degree. I call it the plus one mantra, right? Oh, the I like one, that. The plus one mantra is uh, in my classes uh, during the last uh, sessions or the last reps, the last rounds, um, I would say, okay, do what you can plus one. So that extra effort, that extra uh, affirmation to push you through it, or that extra smile, that extra gratitude, that extra um, hug, well, wherever possible <laughs> in this season of life. But it's always adding oh, that I'm one. You better believe it. <laughs> oh, gosh, I wish I wish today would we do it without like a, kind of like a hesitation, right? Uh, obviously, we, we got to be conscious about aware of it. Yeah. By the way, if you're listening to this recording, hopefully the pandemic is over. <laughs> <laughs> in a year from now fear is an illusion and that people can heal themselves and that there's something called the placebo effect and if you believe you are going to be ill you will be ill and if you believe you'll be healthy i know you will be healthy i've healed myself i know people who've healed themselves i work with data healers and so there's just a whole lot that people don't know they don't know yet that's all well that's you know it's amazing you bring that up because it's true like sometimes if i start if i saw is that a tickle in my throat or, you know, sometimes, you know, the weather, especially in the winter, in the winter time, it's up and down, dry weather, humid weather. And then you put it in your mind that, oh, I think I'm getting sick and getting sick and then getting sick. And then that's what happens. You get sick. Now, I, I, I obviously, you know, for it's, it, it's, it's, it's different for everybody. But I believe when it comes to actually training or fitness or whatever you have to do in life, and we talk about this, we have this scarcity mindset. Mm. It's like, I, I'm not enough. I'm not worthy enough. Well, if you think that, then you're probably not going to be in the game for it. You're not going to, you're definitely not going to feel it. I mean, I was talking to somebody the other day who said, uh, you know, they were, she, and she's going to be on a future episode of the podcast. Uh, and she was saying she was starting a race and then, or but, uh, she was starting a race and she then felt like she didn't belong. Mm. Because uh, she didn't feel worthy, but she wasn't like in an Ironman race. And so, by the way, if you're listening to this now, <laughs> the episode actually just played. So another future episode, she's here. Future episode from the date today, we're recording this uh, this uh, conversation. But anyways. A different so level just, of human to do that. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Exactly. But it's like putting your, you know, your mindset. So if you wake up in the morning, you say, I'm going to have a bad day. Guess what you're going to have? Bad day. Right. One of my, um, I coach with the Bob Proctor Masterclass and we do a mastermind every week and uh, they have the coaches go through and the one came through and she, we were talking about, um, you know, entering the spirit of it, stepping to the best version of ourselves, seeing our self-image as we desire. And she had given this advice and I do it now every day. So before I get out of bed, before my feet hit the floor, I declare I win the day. Mm. And this morning it was unexpected. It was a little blip. But I had servicemen show up unexpectedly, but to improve my, my life because now I have extremely beautiful hot water, right? So I wanted to win the day. And one of the things that was missing, simple, was my hot water. Done, right? So it goes in everything. So I wake up, I just I declare that now. Mm-hmm. And that's check one. Check two is being here with you. Oh, fantastic. But <laughs> this was expected, fortunately. <laughs> yeah. um, I love that. Win the day. Win the day. Uh, that's that's a great like morning mantra, wake up mantra. It's like win the day. Um, yeah, for me personally, sometimes like, okay, let's do it. Okay, let's just let's go for it. Um, and yeah, and I think a, a daily mantra when you wake up, just setting your mindset to it uh, will really make a difference. I mean, the first things, unfortunately, a lot of people do, we, we look at 
social media, right? First thing mm-hmm. in the morning, we look at Facebook. And I, I even mentioned this uh, in a past episode that we let social media dictate the way we behave for the rest of the day. So what we see uh, somebody's seemingly perfect life on screen mm-hmm. and that filter, you know, we kind of put ourselves down and realize, oh, okay, I should be doing that or not being unique and trying to do what they're doing rather than doing what your purpose is, your calling, your dream. Um, and so why, why do that? Because, you know, what's, I saw something interesting uh, on the internet, uh, one of the memes uh, it was saying was, is that everybody's fingerprints are unique. Mm-hmm. So why are we trying to be like everybody else? Exactly. And everyone is unique. And I love that because when we compare ourselves to other people's journey, which is what we're doing when we're on social media every morning, it's not good. We have to only compare ourselves to being better than who we were yesterday. And that's all we can do. And when we check our social media every morning, it actually makes us reactionary. So, and it also is not setting our intention for what we're attracting and creating for the day. So before I check my social media, I, I do my affirmations and I listen to affirmations in bed. I declare I'm going to win. I hop out of bed. I make sure my environment is clean, but then I write gratitude first, then affirmations. And I write my goal. And then I say my goal in my mirror. And when I listen to my affirmations, I put my makeup on and I listen to sonic healing music. I have a dance party. Usually before I even write the gratitude, <laughs> I've had a dance party. And it's just the way I set my day and my intention so that And I promise you, if I don't, the day is not the same. And I literally use this as an example on uh, Wednesday. I did not. I checked my social media first for some reason. Don't know why. But the day was awry. From that moment forward, I had a fire alarm go off in this client session. And just all the things, right? (laughs) And and it it was, that's how I started my day. And it was a a great reminder to be like, well, you called all that in because you wanted to be reactionary today. Because that's how you started your day. You told the universe, this is what you want your day to look like. So tomorrow, please don't do that to yourself. Pause and write some gratitude. The rest of the day goes better. (laughs) Uh, That's wow. I mean. It's that's crazy because, you know, like, like for myself, I stopped looking at the phone, but the only time I look at the phone in the morning is to check if anybody canceled a session or has a time change, but that's it. Like looking at Facebook, uh, it's sometimes we, we rely on it too much. Um, and, but it does, I think I, I challenge the listeners, actually, I challenge the listeners to go a week without looking at the phone first thing in the morning and to go straight to the mirror, look at themselves, uh, and to say, Let's do this pep, you know, like be your own cheerleader to start your day. Um, so uh, let me know, listeners, go ahead, actually message me after listening to, listening to this episode. And let me know what you're going to do. Are you going to do it? Say yes. I'm going to take one week uh, without the phone in the morning. And let me know how that changed your life and the way you see things. Now, Heather, so we mentioned you're, you're both, you're in the fit. You started off in fitness. I mean, your degree is in health. Mm-hmm. Right. Human kinetics. I minored human in bio and psych. Yeah. And so we have that, but now like, so yeah, that psych portion, but you become like, you've become also a coach, a performance coach. Let's start off. What was your inspiration to start yeah. in the fitness world and then move into the coaching? And I'm going to ask you a second question is, let me, do you recall the moment you knew what you wanted to do. I do. So it was, um, it's a long story. So I died three times at birth. 
And I spent my two weeks of my life on an incubator. I had health issues as a child. It wasn't until I was the age of 12 where uh, my parents, uh, my grandparents even helped pay to put me in a study at UFT to see what was going on. And it turns out, which I understand now, which I only learned later in nutrition school, um, was that I had a systemic overgrowth of candida which was causing uh, issues throughout my entire body. And I had a dairy allergy. And so they actually tracked my food and my mood. And I was a, I had a bedwetting issue. I had bladder issues. I saw a bladder specialist until I was 12. And um, after that, for three months of tracking, and it was my parents had to track everything, they found it was the dairy and the sugar. So at 12, my parents took me off all dairy, all sugar. The only sugar I was allowed to have was like an apple butter. <laughs> yeah. And so that was a big shift for me, but I was a competitive figure skater at the time. And if I could tell you, I looked like an inflatable balloon. You, why? I'm, I'm, I'm a competitive figure skater. I'm an athlete. I train so hard. Why do I look like that? I was so swollen. So by the end of that year, I was unrecognizable. I looked like a chiseled competitive figure skater that I was supposed to look like. And all that was, was through food. And so in that moment, I thought, why did it take 12 years to get here? Why? And then as I went on, um, I, so I decided I would take a fitness class, always an athlete, obviously always a competitive athlete. As I was younger, I played soccer, I played basketball, I figure skated, um, and, I just love being active, obviously, lots of energy. I talk super fast. I just want to get out there and have fun. And so I was really grateful to go to a brand new high school with great, young, incredible teachers. And we had um, a, one of the football coaches create a fitness class. So like a strength training class. And it was really great. So I entered this fitness class and I realized I could help so many people with this because this is natural for me. I've been training my entire life, but half the people in here have never seen a weight. They've never touched a weight. I've been in ice and on ice training since I was like three. <laughs> so I, I looked over to my teacher and I said, how do you, become, how do I do this for a living? And he goes, well, you could become a personal trainer. And I was like, well, what does that look like? And he's like, well, you train people for a living. You help them become healthy. And he was like, it's a weekend certification with Confit Pro, and you could advance your knowledge and go and study human kinetics. Super lucky to have another teacher who studied human kinetics, who created an exercise science class in our high school, where I got to do the bone testing, the anatomy, all the things which introduced me and inspired me. And thus, I ended up in kinesiology because I thought I would go back as a physio or a teacher because I had a physio um, when I was skating, correct my knee pain and just changed the game for me. And through exercise, nothing else, there was no surgery. It was like, take to these exercises. And it really inspired me to see what an impact you could make on people um, through fitness. So I wanted to go and do that. And so I graduated. I was a registered kinesiology. Um, I even, uh, I'm a neuroanatomy retrainer. So I realized there were still pieces missing. Uh, so my clients still weren't getting better. So I went and did the neuroanatomy retraining, understand, you know, the first step is actually work with the brain, the nerves, the visual vestibular system, muscles will follow. And, um, and then I still had problems with my clients and, uh, you know, distended stomachs, can't lose weight, this, that, the other thing, um, hormone sleep. And I realized I was still missing the nutrition component. Although I had taken some nutrition classes in school, it wasn't enough. Mm -hmm. And at that point I thought I was dying. I was so unwell after university, the diet, the stress, the, all the things. And so I went to my doctor and I went for help 
And it was mostly allergies, to be honest. And he said, well, you're the healthiest person I'm going to see all day. So what do you want me to do for you, Heather? And I thought, well, that doesn't work for me. So my mom had introduced me to naturopathy, stuff like that. So I actually went and saw a naturopath. She drew out my gut for me. She broke down what candida was for me. And that's how I ended up in nutrition school because I was like, I'm going to heal myself, but I'm going to heal my clients. And this is what's missing. People are not being treated as a whole. Right. And then I still realized that there was a piece missing and people were not um, working on themselves, that self-image, right? So they would get to a point, but they would bounce back. But why? Because their image was still where they were. They had forced everything. And yet mm. their self-image was still, this is who they are. And then their habits would go right back and then bring them back. And I could work with somebody for three years, top CEO of financial companies in the, across the globe. And it would be the same thing. And I wouldn't understand. So then um, I've been on quite a journey while I was in nutrition school. I actually um, had a concussion. So that uh, changed the game for me. And if it was not for the nutrition, I would not have healed the way I, I have. And that made me immediately, as I graduate, start working with brain and spinal cord injuries as a nutritionist. Now, I was already working with them as a life skills coach at this point, um, but I really realized that now there's more. So, like, let's look at the function of the brain and habits and performance. But then I still realized there was more. And uh, I was raised very spiritual, energetic. Um, you know, the quote on our fridge was, whatever the man, mind of the man can conceive and believe it can achieve. And that's what my mom taught us to believe. And so I went out and started studying, you know, all about Proctor's programs. And that's when mm -hmm. I started to learn like, well, we have this like conscious, subconscious. I learned this in psych. I'd learned this in human potential and performance and kin, but it's just not explained the same way. So it's our conditioning. It's our subconscious programming. It's like that program that you're given from the age one to seven from your environment that you learn. That's who we're walking around as our seven-year-old selves. So someone told you you're dumb and fat at seven. You're 40, trying to lose the weight. You struggle, you crush it, you crush all your goals, but your self-image says you're dumb and fat and you go right back. <laughs> and I watch it repeat and repeat and I couldn't understand. So I really, I've been, I would have people along the way and be like, no, Heather, just go be a physio. No, Heather, just go be a dietitian. No, Heather, go be a naturopath. No, go do this. And I'm like, no, you know what's missing? Is people being treated as a whole. It's that mind, body, soul, spirit component. You can't just eat clean and never exercise. You can't just exercise and eat McDonald's. You can't just do exercise and nutrition, but tell yourself you're fat, ugly, and hate yourself all day, right? Like, so there's so much more to it and it's the bigger picture. And then when I really realize when we do connect with spirit and energy and we do that work, the rest is easier. So now I know that's the working smart. And when we do that inner work, the outer work is easier. And that's really how I got here to help people as a whole, because I've been on a journey, <laughs> a health journey myself. And every step was, you know, I look back now and go, it just forced me in a direction to add another component to my practice that mm. has made me better to serve my clients. And that's really what's gotten me here. That's why I do what I do. And um, that's really what inspired me is just so that People can be treated as a whole. It's what's missing. Yeah, you, you know, you're, gosh, like I, as you were telling me your story, like, by the way, that's one heck of a journey. And <laughs> to realize that, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know, um, you know, like and you see the progress, the evolution of the way we 
perceive health or even medicine and how modern medicine just grows and and not just talking about the drugs but like understanding how the body works how the uh, the mind and body respond together when it comes to let's say uh fitness weight loss fat loss uh strength and even just getting after your goals i don't i think i don't think like each of my clients are different and that's why like i cannot give a burpee to somebody and, and give a burpee, like give a burpee to everybody. I mean, I, mm-hmm. just because one person, you know, one, uh, one person can do it doesn't mean the other people. So you got to cater to each one. That's my holistic approach when it comes to the physical stuff. Absolutely. And when it comes to the coaching, the language, it's interesting. Language changes too. How do you connect? And I think it's about connecting as well, right? So obviously while remaining within your values, because you don't want to impact your values when talking to somebody like i've had a client uh i've worked with somebody who you know it was rough like really putting me down a lot uh treating me as um blatantly as a service not as a person Mm. and so what and it was a lot of like harsh words and very like uh, so so my language kind of changed but i it was a really hard work to, to keep my values at a level because it's easy to change your values. The moment your values change, that's when you have to take a step back and reevaluate the situation. Um, it's reactionary, right? We, yeah. we want to respond as our best selves, but we're also only human. <laughs> right? We only have so much patience and tolerance. I don't think we all meditate all day and we're like Buddha and just can take it off the back. <laughs> that's it. You know, it's, it's, it's even, uh, I think, you know, you just got to take a step back and realize some things. Okay. Just remind yourself of the why, but also, also go back to your self-worth. I mean, how, what is your, what's your tolerance threshold? What will, how much will you allow? And, and then once that passes, you know, you have a choice, you, you, you have a choice, like either to leave and separate yourself or, I mean, if you're in a company uh, or in a group or in a community that, you know, affects your values or threatens your, your self-worth how can you be the change right so you can leave or be the change you know uh, we talk about authors uh john gordon and damon west uh, who wrote the coffee bean and they say you got to be the change you can't just like expect it to happen naturally what are you going to do to take action and that applies for everybody's life you know like how are you going to make a difference in yourself and you even mentioned it earlier you know uh, it, it's it's helping people wake up you say, Hey, do something. It's your turn. I can only do so. I can only be a lighthouse for you, but you got to start sailing your ship. I, I'm I'm not there for you. Like, well, I'm not there for you in the sense where I'm not, I'm not steering your ship. You're, you're I can't do it now. for you. <laughs> exactly. For you. Um, so, but it's true. It's true. And like, just to see how that all that links up in nutrition and another funny story, another not funny story, but another story is that uh, my wife and I, my wife, Suzanne, before we had children, we wanted to just prepare for some family planning. So we went to see a naturopathic doctor as well. And we did an elimination diet for two weeks. Okay. So we're talking about eliminating. And since she's vegetarian, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't difficult. We eliminated red meat. Right. Um, so we didn't any, any meat. Uh, we eliminated dairy, sugar, uh, gluten, glutinous products, mm-hmm. alcohol, and coffee. Now, let me just say, that was the roughest two weeks. And we also took supplementation to, to help with that. So, and by the way, when I say supplementation, folks, um, 
supplementation is to supplement a diet. It's not to replace something. So mm. if you're drinking just a protein shake to replace your breakfast or brace a lunch, or replace a meal, you got to eat something. It's just a supplement. So uh, for people who are vegetarian, a protein supplementation is ideal because you know, you're still taking proteins through other means, but you want to increase the protein intake uh, when it comes to other products, other uh, vitamins too, it's adding on to it. It's not to replace. So we're, you know, we're taking this, uh, these support supplementations. Let me just say something that after the two weeks, we had to we reintroduce the elements every four days. So our bodies take about four days to actually re react to yeah, up to 72 eat. hours. You can have an inflammatory response. That's right. And what was really interesting is that we, <laughs> we introduced gluten first, started feeling heavy sugar. Mm. My stomach went into knots and we take things for granted. And it made me realize that even the slightest little pinch we feel in our gut, it's our body's way of telling us, Hey, I didn't like what you just put in me or something <laughs> that you're not doing. That's like throwing me off, you know, even could be sleep. Now, the best thing was I started losing weight in the first month. It was cellular, uh, cellular water weight. But mm. then it started going down. I wasn't doing, I wasn't as active as I, as I am today, but we were dancing a lot. We were doing ballroom dancing, even competitively and, um, funny, great, you know, cool story. We actually did a competition where we were judged by, uh, one of the judges from, so you think you can dance Canada. And we got first place which was our gold medal. So which was really cool. Um, it was, was the waltz. It was for smooth. So it was really, that is really super fun. fancy. <laughs> oh, and I didn't know he was judging. That's the kicker. So I'm like, did you know the guy? I'm like, really? Jean-Marc Généreux was judging us. Okay. <laughs> you know, it was pretty cool, but it's still a fun story. Um, but dancing is my favorite form of exercise, by the way. Uh, well, I could tell you dance every, you know, every day. Right. <laughs> And I think dancing, you got to dance. Even if you're flossing, <laughs> dance. <laughs> yeah. And I do it with my kids. Like my, my daughters, they love to sing and dance. Uh, I, I roughhouse with them a bit. So I'll pick them up, run around the house with them, do squat, you know, holding them over my shoulder and doing squats. But we dance as well. And they like, you know, they do dance. You know, Suzanne's always been a dancer. She's done ballet. She's actually a certified instructor with the ballet. Uh, the British Ballet, British Academy for Ballet and Dance, or whatever it was, uh, the T British Academy uh, of Teachers of Dance, or something to that effect. Um, so it's in the it's in the DNA now, uh, the dancing, and it's great. We need work. more dancing and joy in this world, so I'm all in. Dance away. <laughs> yeah, you know what's funny? People don't realize it. You sweat a lot while dancing. Oh yeah. <laughs> Gosh, and not, I'm not talking about the, the lounge, you know, club style dance. I'm talking about really true, like waltz, tango, salsa, bachata, merengue. Like it's the hips, the moving, the glutes are working, the abs. You got to, especially, you got to keep that core straight, locked in, posture upright. Um, and for those of you listening, you'll see me. I'm standing upright, holding it, doing a dance pose. Um, <laughs> I used to do that on skate. So I used to do uh, solos. So like the axles, the jumps, but we also, I had a dance coach. So we did the waltz and everything, but it was on skates. So can you imagine like the posture, the glute yeah. work? It's incredible. <laughs> yeah, no, that's it. I can imagine. Actually, I have a few friends uh, who are figure, who are figure skaters and you know, it's it, the, what goes behind it. And I also skate too. I play hockey and just, but the work, because you still kind of have to do a few things. And I did the cross cuts and stuff like that, figure skating style, where really dragging that foot out. <gasps> 
my adductors were on fire. Put it that way. Stabilizers. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So suffice to say, I was off coffee. So I continued. Then I realized, okay, I started losing that weight. But I was more mindful of what I was eating at that point. It opened up the floodgates. So I started dropping the weight, started changing the way I worked out. I was still off coffee and alcohol. However, a year later, the day Su- Susie told me that we were pregnant with our, uh, she was pregnant, not we, she <laughs> was pregnant <laughs> with our first. Uh, don't you love that saying? We were pregnant. No, 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 no. One person's pregnant. <laughs> well, it's a team effort. It's got to be a team effort. <laughs> we're expecting, but we're expecting. We're, no, we're not pregnant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, it, I, I drank my first sip of beer because we told a friend and it's like, oh, we got to get you a beer. I was, I was. Being happy, I was already happy. This was on my birthday, by the way, I found out. So already happy, birthday, happy, you know, hanging out, celebrating that we're, you know, expecting. And then give me that sip of beer, I'm already gone. Like I'm hugging the nearest person. It was like funny. But I was off coffee for a year and a half. Wow. And it's interesting how going back on it and evaluating how it just affected everything. It affects everything, your sleep. Uh, people don't realize it. Coffee has... Your gut. I have, I have had, I've known people who drink coffee while they work out. I'm like, no, that's acidity. That's going to build up. And pinch of baking soda will alkalize it. Pardon? Pinch of baking soda? Pinch of baking soda will alkalize it. My recommendation, (laughs) that's just don't do it. (laughs) Just don't do it. You know what my recommendation is? Is just drink water in the morning. Start off your day. Don't work out. Wait for an hour. Wait for your natural cortisol levels to go up uh, to before you drink that coffee, because if you drink coffee first thing in the morning, you don't have a chance for your body to naturally wake itself up. That's where you get that urge for that second cup, that third cup. And if you drink a, another cup in the afternoon at, th- at three o'clock in the afternoon, guess what? Your sleep is messed up. Even if you fall asleep, your nervous system is still firing on all cylinders. And it also long-term affects our adrenal. So I do, um, I do like coffee. I like tea. I do have it. I don't do it all the time or regularly. And if I do do, I use high fat coconut milk in it so that it is easier on the digestive system um, because caffeine increases gastric emptying. So if you eat and then have a coffee, your food doesn't digest properly, goes into your gut, ferments, blah, blah, blah. We get the whole issues. Um, but the coffee long-term actually, for it, the overuse, it uh, wears down our adrenals right? Like you said, it wears on that nervous system. So for me, why I had given up coffee before was because of adrenal fatigue, right? That burnout and people are so burned out. So they have more coffee, (laughs) (laughs) perpetuating the problem. So instead, like I have a greens drink with all so many other things in there. And then this is just an NRC, right? So liquid vitamins, B vitamins first. Um, But first I had my water, my glass of water. Uh, it's, it's, it's important. And I tell people and people like the people I've coached with and I actually make them do a seven day tracker now. And I said, let's see how you feel. And in the tracker, I actually, in the, I actually have a box for how do you feel today? What's your mood? Like put a frowny face, a neutral face or a smiley face. And then how, how's your energy levels when you wake up, go to bed. And it's surprisingly how it actually, they started seeing a change physically from reducing the, the number of the, uh, from the amount of coffee from like, let's say two or three cups to one cup a day in the morning and that's it. And I find in the afternoon, if you want that energy, just drink water, your body, or go to sleep early, go to sleep at a proper time. And, you know, I always say, going to bed at one and waking up at nine is not eight hours. Oh uh, it's, no. It's not your eight hours sleep. It's on a rhythm. Um, Eric, uh, the trainer, Eric Fleischman, uh, I had him previously on last season uh, on the show. 
excellent guy, a lot of nuggets of wisdom and knowledge. And he explains that the best time to go to sleep, let's say if you work a regular shift, like a nine to five, uh, eight, to, eight to five, shut everything down around, like go to bed by 1030, 1030, 11 o'clock, anything before 12. And even Brendan Burchard says he has a three, two, one, where it's like, stop eating three hours before. Mm-hmm. Start shutting things down by two, two, hours uh, two hours before and one hour before no, dim no the tech. lights, no tech. So it's, and that's, you know, no TV, read a book, play Jenga, do something, play a game with a, your, your partner or do. Put but, sonic healing meditation on, write your gratitude affirmations, your goal and stretch and meditate. There you go. <laughs> Your journal, start journaling. Why not? Yeah, you may be a little tired. Journaling could be five minutes. It doesn't have to be like five, you know, five pages worth. If you draw it, right? Five pages, fine. The pen flowed, but you don't have to do that. And you're, you know, you're absolutely right. Just do that. Write down, uh, be in touch with yourself, you know, like uh, be in touch with your mind and how you're feeling your emotions and evaluate the day and see how you can take that day and improve and make it better for tomorrow. You know, because it's always that plus one, right? How can you be better than yesterday? That extra so net actually, level up. Yeah, you actually take a moment and reassess and reset and recreate and set those intentions versus like this hamster on a hamster wheel who goes from one thing to the other. And just all of a sudden you're here. Yeah. And then you don't know how it got to Friday. You never a moment to stop and breathe. And that's how people don't create what they want mm-hmm. in their life. They just keep doing what's coming to them. They don't pause to create. Then they're mm-hmm. just reactionary and they take everything that comes their way. When you pause to do that hour of silence and meditation and gratitude and journaling and thinking and reevaluating where you can go, oh, I actually would prefer this. This year, I'm going to create this. This week, I would rather it look like this. I see how that looked, but this is what I really want. So I'm not going to say yes to that job. And I'm going to wait for the next best one to come. Right. And, and people just don't do those. They don't take that moment to pause, sit, reevaluate, create, plan. They just keep going. And I think that's one of the best things 2019 and 2020 gave us. Was ideally, hopefully, people paused, reevaluated, saw what's actually important to them, and decided to spend their time on that versus just jumping from one thing to the next. That's right. I think I and everybody just saw uh, a lot of people that I've I know or I've seen capitalized on what they can truly do, and it was a wake up call. It was a it was a kick in the rear end. And, you know, it's, it's a way, you know, okay. Unfortunately it took a pandemic, but a lot of people are doing great things. Um, and everybody realized they have potential to do some amazing stuff. Um, now when it comes to, to coaching, um, you have a company called own it empire. Uh, that's okay. 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 First of all, I got to know that's like a, a really cool name. Uh, <laughs> where, 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 first of all, what was, what was the inspiration? Uh, like, how did it, what was the thought process behind the name? And let us know a bit, like what kind of work you do through Own It Empire? So I always said like, you know, I would be young and, you know, it would, as a woman, you get told to get married and have children and do that. And I was like, no, I'm going to build an empire. Actually, if you want grandchildren, you better adopt some because it ain't going to happen anytime soon. <laughs> and I, so my main focus was always like, I knew there wasn't something missing in the world. And I knew when I went to university, ideally I wanted to be an entrepreneur, provide opportunities for people, provide a place where people can work and grow and flourish, um, which is not the average corporate environment. I've never really worked in one, but I've coached a lot of people who have. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. 
And so really it was about, it's about building that empire. I just always wanted to be, you know, the first woman in my family ever on either side of the family and any generation to not be married with kids at 25 because women used to belong to their parents and then to their husband. It's probably maybe our parents' generation, which was like the first change where we started seeing like equality. And so for me, it was like this big woman thing. Like, I'm going to be a woman. I'm going to be build an empire. I'm going to supply a place for men and women. But a place where, um, that's why I'm also so excited to interview your wife. Um, because I want to correct that knowledge out there for women to be entrepreneurs and have the baby and see a public floor specialist and be able to thrive and survive and do it all. Because we were told before we couldn't. <laughs> By the way, she's listing all this, almost all the services <laughs> that the womb Vaughn offers my wife's business. It's hilarious. No, but it's true. I mean, uh, my wife's one, my, my, my wife did like even with CLG fitness, our personal training, uh, company, um, it's just, a, it was just a two, it's just the two of us. And she built all that. She started off. I was still a business analyst and she started this business on her own. And then she had a dream about opening up an integrative healthcare center for mainly for new moms and moms to be and then open it up for their families as well. Um, but yeah, no, I, it's, it's like, it's quite an achievement. And once you put your mind it to it, is. she did, I must commend her, you know, seriously, I'm celebrating that because she is, and also, you know, she is a super mom. She's a mom boss entrepreneur, and she's a very, very patient wife. I was going to say, in such a calm soul, you would think <laughs> that someone who does all those things with that many kids um, would be like mean and angry, but she's sweet and calm, which is really magical. Uh, so I love, I love that. And, and uh, that's part of the reason why I want people like her to, um, you know, share that knowledge with the world because women can be their optimal performance. They can have babies, they can have companies, um, they can be the best mom, they can do all those things. But at the same time, the own it came from so many people just live in excuses and reasons. Mm. And like my whole life was never allowed to live in excuses and reasons. That's not the way I was raised, right? My parents would then go ahead and tell me their struggles. My cram my grandparents, my uh, both sides were like brought up during the war, right? Both sides of the family were in the war, both grandfathers, but on opposite sides. And so, yeah. So I was raised with this like completely different mindset where the grandfather who came from Austria had the socialist vision because he just could not believe what people have been through and what humans could do to each other. And then on the other side, you had my dad who was here who um, struggled super um, genetic freak, just really good at what he did, but really bullied for it. Um, so really, and he would tell me, you know, that person would beat me up and I would go to school the next day and still beat him at high jump. Why? Because we don't have excuses. So you show up as your best self regardless. And then my grandfather's over there teaching me to show up for everybody else. It's not just about me. So for me, it's not about living in excuses. So that's the own it. Because when we own it, we can take our power back. We can stop living in, because when we say, oh, I can't do that because of, that's an excuse. That's a reason. That's a story you told yourself. And you just gave your power up. And you're not even going to be open to possibility. If you even understand how the brain works, not even part of the mind or universe, your brain literally only will pay attention to the information you are choosing to. Your eyes take in about 75 gigabytes of information per second, and then it gets 
um, filtered. And so if your mind is focused on what's not working, it will literally filter out the missing opportunities. We watched the video in university and I love to just help people understand this. It's the awareness test with the basketball. Have you oh, seen do tell, it? Do tell. No, do tell, so, do tell, because I used to play basketball in high school, so I'm curious. It's it's just a simple thing where there's team wearing white shirts and black shirts, and you have to count the passes of the team with the white shirts on. So you go ahead, you count the passes. And so I'm watching this on a big screen in my class in university, and you count the passes. And the prof's like, well, how many passes? And everyone's like, 12, no, there's six, there's eight. He's like, but did anybody see the moonwalking bear? And we're all like, pardon me, rewinds it, plays it again. There's a full human being in a bear costume moonwalking through the basketball game. But your brain didn't tell you it was there because you chose to not focus on it. And that's how much you're missing in your life because where your energy is focused is, which is mm. nuts, right? <laughs> well, I, to, tell you the truth, to tell you the truth, knowing me, I'd probably be like, there's a bear. Uh, for, for me personally, I think I, I think I like to uh, personally thank the Marvel Cinematic Universe for uh, conditioning me to look for all the little things behind the details, the Easter eggs. And then waiting for, uh, seriously. And I'm watching a WandaVision right now on Disney plus you're looking for the little details and I'm, I'm missing the whole story. It's like, okay, what's this? What's that? Oh, an Easter egg. Anyway, let's, uh, I, 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 uh, I digress here, but I love, <laughs> so I, I love the Marvel movies. I'm a superhero. Freak, so I love that. <laughs> I told my dad we were watching um, Captain America, I think this uh, this year, and he's everyone's telling him, no, you've got to do this, you've got to do this. And he's like, no, I am the tree. And he turns out to be right. And, and whatever. So I told to my dad, I was like, I'm the tree. <laughs> I hold my vision, my purpose. I, this is me. No one will move me. I'm the tree. <laughs> so, well, you know, that we're out for walks and my little nephew's got his like uh, stick and he's like pretending to be Thor as we go through the forest. People love it. <laughs> But, I am but yeah, it's, <laughs> oh, the tree, the little tree's the best. Um, but that's uh, that is, yeah, he has you look for all the details. But yeah, most of us miss those details, and that's why I want people to own it is because we come from a realm of um, possibility and responsibility, and then we can move forward. So that's the own it part. So what do you what do you think? What what why do you what according you know? What in your opinion? What would be the reason people come up with excuses or paradigms so we have um conditioning and and people in different aspects call it different things mental filters paradigms but basically uh before the age of seven you're a blank slate and you are filled with all the things so you are given an idea about what money is about who you are about how the world is about people of other colors and races and and this is your now belief system that you've been mm -hmm. given and so when I say, hey, you know what, you could actually do a fitness competition and get really chiseled and um, become the best version of yourself. And they're like, oh, well, no, you know, I'm, I can't, I'll never be able to do that because I'm so, always so tired all the time. And I'm like, okay, so you have a paradigm that shows up as I'm tired. So anytime an opportunity is going to show up for you to get outside your comfort zone, you're going to probably tell yourself you're tired. So I want you to be aware of when that shows up. And then know that you have enough energy in your body to crush every single bone in your body. You just mm. aren't activating it. So get up, do some jumping jacks, do some deep breathing, go for a walk, do some things. And then the next thing you know, you've got the energy, right? So I just think that excuses. So when I first started coaching, um, I was, I'm going to say it, I was a hard ass and I was rude because I would just get mad. I'd be like, I don't understand. You want this. 
then telling you what to do, you're going to get it, but you don't do it. You come up, you show me excuses. It's the same crap every week, every day. I don't understand. If you want this, you do this, you get that. That's all there is to it. Then I started working with people with brain injuries. You can't speak like that. So then <laughs> you have to get over there from where they are. They are. You have to one inch forward is success. And so really started um, sitting on my hands as my co- uh, one of my mentors used to tell me, sit on my hands, Heather. You can't do it for them. They're not learning that way. And then really just be patient. And then when I started really understanding uh, human conditioning and behavior and our belief systems and stuff, I realized that our excuses and reasons are they just there because our self-image says we're here and you want to go here. So in the middle is excuse realm. And in order mm. to get over that excuse realm, you're going to have to be in possibility. But in order to be in possibility, you actually have a vision of where you're going. So you have to be an observer of what shows up as your excuse and then be the opposite. So if I say to a client, I can get you off your metformin. I can, uh, you know, have you show up every day as your best self. You're going to wake up energized. Um, you're going to have purpose again in your life, blah, blah, blah. But the doctor said, or uh, this, or whatever. And they're immediately into excuses. I just usually say, well, why not try it? Like, why not? What are you going to lose? Right? So if we tried this and it worked, wouldn't that be great? So I just bring them to possibility. Because if we're so black and white, People don't resist change. They be re- they resist being changed. I don't know who said that, but I love it. Um, and so just help them see the possibility and they won't marry their excuses anymore. Mm. So it's like, oh gosh, what was it? Be that they, they were afraid of fear that they, they fear. What was Repeat that again, that line about- uh, they, do, they don't uh, fear, like they don't resist change. They resist being changed. Change, resist, they don't resist change, resist being changed. Thinking about it, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think it's it's. I think we get like we also develop these principles where it's like, oh no, it has to be this way, and you know, we're we're bombarded with all this information, create this belief, and we're like, nope, it's supposed to be this way. Well, who says it's supposed to be that way? And A fixed I, mindset. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that that is that is deep. That that is definitely mm-hmm. deep right there. <laughs> um. Now, uh, before before the show, before we uh, we actually hit the record button, you talked about something that's happening on March first. Super that happened. exciting! For the, for those of you who are listening now, that happened on March first. So, <laughs> tell us. Let's announce it. Let's announce it here. So the Own It Show, which is the new podcast, it's myself. I interview incredible people, and I also do shows myself, and it's really to help people own it. It's mm-hmm. to get out of the excuse realm, to understand the holistic approach, but to really learn what you don't know. And we don't know what we don't know, Socrates. And you won't know it until you realize you didn't know it. <laughs> really? Right? So tell me something you didn't know. You didn't know. And then you learned it. And you're like, oh, I never knew that. Oh, that's, that's, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to answer. You stumped me. I can't think of anything because I don't so know. For an example, when I was, um, I was trying to see how many people die a day without clean drinking water and why is water not free? It's, a, it's it should be free. You know, in France, they have it, um, mineralized water free for everybody. Um, so why is that not free? So I went and looked up and I couldn't believe how many people die a day without clean drinking water. 
specifically mm-hmm. children. So that's something I didn't know. And I didn't know I didn't know it until I learned it. So the example is, I know I don't know how to do neuroscience. I know I'm an exceptional coach. But 90% of the knowledge in the world, we don't know. And we won't know we didn't know it until it's like presented to us. Yeah, until the blinders are removed or the curtains... Uh... It's the same reason we had dial-up internet before. (laughs) We didn't know there was an infinite amount of frequencies and we could have as many phone numbers, as many cell phone lines, internet lines, all the things we wanted. But we didn't know metaphysics that well. Mm -hmm. And we didn't know that there were many duck cleaning services. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that's that's, that's exciting. And um, so in this show... Okay, I know because when I started this pod, I started the Mindfully Resilient podcast. My purpose was initially uh, to prepare for uh, my, how would I say it, to be a presenter, prepare myself to be a presenter for Canford Pro because I had originally applied. At that point in 2019, I had applied to uh, present at the Canford Pro conference in 2020. Um, so I figured I'd start a podcast to give myself some content, be comfortable behind the microphone and speak and then it just became a way where someone my mentor and a coach uh, stephanie weikert uh wife of sergeant ken uh she said like you're you know she listened to the episodes and she realized i was a great teacher and that kind of made me think about it a little bit more and realize that i want to teach people is that is that where um is that kind of the mindset you had with starting this podcast I love teaching. It's what I'm here to do. Um, One of my gifts is to absorb knowledge and be able to share it in a form that almost anyone can understand. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that was, you know, really came with working with brain injuries is to take that knowledge, help people understand it and apply it. Right. So I just, I love teaching. It's like, it's the most exciting thing for me when you can teach somebody something new or, help them change their lives because something you said or did or taught them or showed them or introduced them to. And, um, you know, I just had a client recently, a client I work with a brain and injury, um, reach out and just say, you know, you, because of you, this, this, and this, right. And that's why I do it. Right. Is to have that impact. Mm. And that's it. I mean, that gives you, when you get, when you have a purpose, you, you, uh, for something you realize it's your calling it's you put your effort into it you know you and you you inspire at least one person you know you've made an impact in the world and it's it's and it's a ripple effect too because that one person impacts somebody else and so forth that's uh, uh it's wonderful i wish you the best of luck in that because it's it is a fun experience and seeing it you is so and <laughs> yeah you're driven you're driven i you know i would be more than happy to chat and you know and uh to talk and help you with, well, this to show you, share my experiences as a, <laughs> in my, in the podcasting world. Um, and it's been, it's been fun. And like a lot of learned things I didn't hear. I didn't know that I didn't know that I could do a podcast. Like, I don't know. Hold on a sec. Does yeah. that make sense? Anyway, yeah. until the podcasting happened, I was listening to podcasts, but was I able to start it off and do it myself? And then it just happened. Um, because it was an opportunity that presented itself and like, Oh, I can do a podcast. Um, but no, I wish you, I know, seriously, for this episode, for this show, for your podcast show, I wish you the best of luck. You're going to have a blast. Um, Thank you. And you're going to reach a lot, a lot of lives and impact a lot of lives uh, through through that for sure. Um, now, 
before we end the show, before we end the show, I mean, we, I can go on and we could talk some more seriously. My uh, gift talking that... actually. <laughs> That's <laughs> my true gift. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just give us a cup of coffee or, you know, a glass of water and tea and just hang out. We'll just talk. And, and this is what I love about, um, you know, what I do on this show is just conversation and I want to keep it. I, and for the listeners out there, uh, when I, I invite uh, a guest on the mindfully resilient podcast, I don't call it an interview. I actually call it a podcast, uh, a conversation um, interview just to be a little bit formal, but most of the time it's called a conversation because that's what it is. And we're learning when through conversation, we're able to learn uh, more about each other. And it's not just the information, it's about the personality and how we connect with one another. And, you know, how Heather and I are connecting right now, we're, you know, we're hopefully connecting with you at, at a more uh, impactful level to make a change, to make that difference, to not be scared to make a change uh, and, you know, to be better and to grow. Now, rapid fire questions. I only got a couple. I only got a couple. <laughs> no, we talked, we talked about coffee earlier. How do you like your coffee? How do I like my coffee? So I like Americanos um, with, uh, so you do a little bit of espresso, hot water, and then I use high fat Thai coconut milk from the can. So it's like when you open the can, it's like pure fat and then the coconut water. And so you mix it all together and I put one or two scoops of that in and that's how I like it. <laughs> Ooh, that sounds and cinnamon good. on top. Oh, cinnamon. I tried that once actually at a Starbucks. I was just like, ah, I'll just put it, see what happens. It wasn't that bad. Loves it. It's the natural sweetener instead of the sugar in um, espresso. Oh yeah. Like Americano though, for sure. That's definitely, that's good. That's excellent. Uh, Now um, go to a bit of fitness and go to a bit of fit, uh, go to the fitness side. What would be your, what's your pump up song? What's that song that said that puts you into that like that high energy state, ready to crush like a hundred burpees and 50 squats. What would it be? So I actually have this thing where I love to listen to like this when I find a song I love and it will switch. Um, I will listen to it repetitively until I know all the words of the song. And so it annoys people. And so the pop-up song changes all the time. And my go-to almost always is um, DJ Earworm. He has some of the best mashups on YouTube and he'll do one for like the year. And so I can do what you want to do. I can start singing it right now because I'm going <laughs> my heart. I've heard it so many times. Um, so I believe it's his 2010 uh, mashup. And then um, if in doubt, um, Rihanna, uh, just live your life. And it always, <laughs> that's, I love it. Just live your life, right? It's not about chasing the dollar bills. Um, and just come back to that. So those are my pump ups. And, and we've got Beyonce. Um, Sean Paul, baby boy has been one of my favorite songs since I was 16. Oh, Sean Paul, I feel old now. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was shaggy actually. And even shaggy. Wow. Okay. I'm thinking about that. Okay. Same genre. Um, but those are, you know, those are cool songs. And I mean, I it, uh, you know, it's, it's, it, and everybody's different. That's what I, that's what I love. And I love that. For me, it's totally different kind of playlist a different mm-hmm. kind of playlist, but, uh, you know, for me, it would be like, uh, right now, right now, there are two songs that drive me uh, in my workouts are by Godsmack. It's called one legends rise. And there's a verse, um, in there, the bridge, it goes, it breaks and it says, are you going to do something about it or just stand there and bleed? And, you know, you, and he talks about, you burn it down, you fall down, but you, um, 
you know, and then, and it, like they says, like the ego, I forgot what I said, uh, and legends rise, you know, you just burn to ashes, but then you rise from the ashes. And so, uh, that's kind of like my push and, and there's two others. So one by, believe it or not, gosh, I, I shouldn't be saying this, Carrie Underwood <laughs> called champion oh, with ludicrous, uh, fantastic song pumps me up. Even my girls love it. Uh, so I play that as well. Um, and there's other few other heavy metal songs I listen to. So that's the only pop song I have in my playlist. And uh, the it. rest is just heavy metal. All my right, number so- one right now, just so everyone knows, because I just love the lyrics in it. It's beautiful. Caroline Johnson is just a beautiful artist and it's called Barefoot. I'm in my bad feet. <laughs> I can say it all like, so just if you want a really good uh, uplifter and inspiring, that's a good one right now. That's what's on repeat over here. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to take that into consideration uh and check it out <laughs> now um the so how can people connect with you um you can connect with me at uh ownitempire.com and as well on our own community on facebook where i do our weekly tips and tricks and then i'm also over on instagram as own it empire so we're we're on pinterest and twitter and all the things but you can look for me anywhere heather chapman um or own it empire and we do have a great um free habit tracker on our website because really it's the little things we do every day that compound over time to give us that success. So it's those habits. So um, Mm -hmm. I created uh, an example success habit tracker, which is holistic, right? From business to nutrition, movement, um, and those, uh, you know, writing your goal, gratitude, meditation, all those things. So that's an example habit tracker you can download and customize yourself on uh, ownempire.com. Oh, that's fantastic. So Folks, you're listening to this, go make your way there to ownitempire.com and go get that tracker and uh, and reach out if you have any questions uh, for Heather, if she can, uh, how would I say, be uh, your lighthouse in whatever journey you're traveling right now, get, to drop her a line, send her a DM uh, or an email. Uh, so, And I'll put all the information in the show notes uh, as per usual. So... Heather, thank you very much. Thank you very much for uh, joining me today. And I'm sure we touched a lot of hearts, impacted a lot of uh, souls and uh, who today, uh, whoever's listening to the show. And um, thank you once again. I look forward to it. We're definitely going to have another conversation soon. And Absolutely. we'll talk about other things because, hey, yeah. life is fluid. We've got a lot of stuff oh. to talk about. I'm just so grateful. Thank you for sharing your platform with me and helping me get this message out there and just, yeah, being that lighthouse. I love that. So thank you. And uh, it's such a pleasure. We will continue the conversation. I'm sure even on the owner show, maybe. Oh, yeah. Did you hear it? Huh? Did you, did you feel it? Do you know what I'm talking about? Did you hear and feel the passion in her voice throughout our conversation as she was describing her story as she was revealing her purpose her why the drive to always seek growth for herself and for others i strongly recommend i still strongly encourage you to connect with her on the social media platforms i'm going to be sure to put all that information in today's episode show notes so be sure to look out for that There were so many amazing points in our conversation today, but if I were to highlight one, it was the own it mentality, the own it mentality, not living in excuses. If we wrote down a list of every excuse 
we made over the course of maybe the past 18 hours, 12 hours, we probably have an excuse for that list. It would be jaw-dropping. It's hard to eat healthy because fill in the blank. I don't have time to work out or play with the children because fill in the blank. I don't have time to read a good book. Fill in the blank. I was late because fill in the blank. You see where I'm going with this? Does it sound familiar a little bit? Did you give one of those excuses today? Now, okay, my friend, my intention here is definitely, please do not get me wrong here. My intention here is definitely not to make you feel guilty in any way, but to help you realize that when you're making an excuse, you are building a high brick wall in the middle of the road towards your growth, towards your goals, your vision, in addition to not taking ownership of your actions. We often make excuses because we don't want to admit that we were in the wrong or we could have done something differently. We don't want to take responsibility. When you feel you're about to give an excuse, create alternatives and uncover the lessons that can be applied to help in your progress in whatever you're striving for. To be better than yesterday, you must take action today and plan to take action tomorrow and the days that follow. For example, you know, we're talking about not having time to play with the children, to play with the kids. Take a step back and rephrase it. I don't have time to play with the children at this moment, but I'll block some time now in my calendar to ensure I spend time with them later in the day. Be intentional about it. Same thing goes for working out. And I've talked about it ad nauseum. In previous episodes, you know, a short 15-minute workout, 10-minute workout is better than no workout. If you were late for a meeting and the reason for it was actually in your control, what lesson can you extract from that? You know, maybe it could be just planning some extra time before the next meeting. You know, when I, when I plan my schedule with my clients, if without traffic to get to their home, it would be what, half an hour, I'll add an extra 15 minutes. Or tip, if traffic is typically 45 minutes at that time of day, I'm going to plan for an hour. And so I'll kind of give myself that, those buffers. And even if I have back-to-back clients virtually, I'll give myself maybe about 5, 10 minutes in between sessions so I can recharge, recoup, to ensure that every client I work with gets an exceptional workout experience. You know, and even maybe it's, if it's an appointment first thing in the morning, maybe next time you have an early morning appointment or meeting, try going to bed earlier or, you know, change your alarm and wake up a little bit earlier than usual. You got, it's, it's about changing that habit. Now, if the reason was out of your control, like a, a car accident, a road, a road incident, options, I understand, can be limited. But if it's a meeting or an appointment that can be done over the phone, pull over 
and make the call. Say, just call them up rather than saying, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't have the meeting today because I can't meet up with them. Find a place where you can actually have the meeting over the, on the phone or if you're not far from home, go back home and take the meeting remotely. Now, if you have Wi-Fi, if, if there's a cafe, you know, that has Wi-Fi, go, go to the cafe and have the meeting from there. Zoom call, FaceTime, whatever it is. When faced with challenges that we may or may not understand, the enemy of an excuse is finding a bounty of opportunities. It's hard, I know. But don't let the difficulty be an excuse, but an ally to learn, create, inspire, and transform. Now, I hope today's episode created some sort of spark for transformation in, in your soul. And if you felt good listening to the show, please, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead, take, them, take, take about 30 seconds. I would truly appreciate if you can leave a, a five-star rating and review. It would mean the world to me. And if you feel someone needs to hear the show, listen to this episode, because they're feeling stuck, stuck in excuses, and they need just that, like that, how would I say, that spark to own their journey, please share with them on, on social media or just send them a nice email saying, hey, you got to check this episode out. My friend, you got this. It's time to own your journey, to build an empire. And please do so every day with joy, curiosity, and passion.